and welcome to series two of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. We are back and getting ready for the 2023 season, which is about to start imminently. I'm so excited. I hope you are too. So before everything kicks off this weekend, I thought, should we have a little look and see about little pointers, things we should know before the 2023 seasons begin. You know, maybe like a bit of a refresh essentially of um, some crazy things that we have to look forward to this season. Now, for 2023, whilst there is no regulation changes for the season, there has been huge movement within the teams that have taken place over the past few months. These changes have impacted nearly every team on the grid for this season. And now with the 2023 season just around the corner, like I said, what better time than to refresh all of our memories? We will briefly be mentioning the rookies that are joining Formula One, but if you want to find out more about them, then I have a whole episode on rookies available for you to listen to as well. So I'm going to kick this off in a bit of a random order, so we're kind of going to jump all over the place a little bit, but we, we, will, we will get there. <laughs> so fasten your seatbelts, get tucked in, and we are going to talk about the teams. So the first one we're talking about is Williams. So this year Williams has some pretty big changes within the team. They have a new driver and a new team principal for the season. So Logan Sargent is stepping up from the Williams Academy and is replacing Nicholas Latifi. Now Latifi completed three seasons with the historic team but unfortunately couldn't quite get that close to his teammates who were George Russell and then Alex Albon respectively. Now Logan Sargent joins the team after gaining enough super license points in the 2022 F2 season. Also leaving Williams is team principal Yosuke Pito. Now he was there for two seasons as team principal and Capito is leaving the team and a face that some might recognise is actually stepping into the role. Now, after a lot of speculation, whether it could be Justin Button or Susie Wolf perhaps taking the position, it is actually James Vols who will be leading the team. Now, you may recognise Vols as he was Mercedes motorsport strategy director and you may know him from that famous um quote slash meme uh where it's like Valtteri Bottas when he was with the team going James is Valtteri he's that's him that's who he is so he's going to Williams and he's going to be their new team principal now moving on to another team that has a new driver lineup and team principal it is McLaren. So after struggling with his time at McLaren, the team decided that they would try something new and replace Daniel Ricciardo with fellow Aussie and the 2021 F2 champion Oscar Piastri. Andreas Seidel has also left McLaren with Andreas Stella taking over as team principal. Now, Stella has actually worked in Formula One for a very long time. He previously worked at Ferrari um, back in 
the early 2000s and he worked alongside Michael Schumacher during their winning winning streak there um but Stella has actually been part of McLaren since about 2015 and in 2019 he was executive director for racing within the team he was actually like the one person under Andrea Seidel so it kind of makes sense for him to step up and take on that role so another team that has had a lot of movement in uh, the past couple months and speaking of Andreas Seidel he has left McLaren to be CEO of the Sauber group now Sauber currently operate as Alfa Romeo so he's essentially gone over there um and Sauber actually reportedly going to switch names back to Sauber um for 2024 I don't know how true that is but that is word on the street and uh, this is obviously before their kind of Audi takes completely over um, Audi currently have a 25% stake now um, but in 2026 it will be Audi F1 team that they will be competing um, as now Andreas actually has history with the team now back in 2006 or 2009 he worked there um and that's when they were owned by bmw um with also with the audi link um and audi is part of the volkswagen group so subtle does have some connections to the vw group um having been a part of the porsche lmp1 um, team. So he was a director of race operations in 2013 before coming um, team principal there. And during his time uh, there, Porsche won Le Mans three times. So, you know, he's got a pretty, pretty good relationship with the Volkswagen group. Now, it's kind of weird. I don't know, kind of how to explain this, but if you've seen the news, you would know that Alfa Romeo are not having a team principal. They're not, they are having a team principal, but they're not calling him or them a team principal. Um, but that's essentially the role he will be taking. And um, that is Alessandro Aluni Brave, who um, is taking on the role there. Um, and you might be wondering like, oh, what's going on? And that is because, you know, Fred Vasseur was team principal. So like, why is why they got a new team principal? Um, it's because t- Fred Vasseur left the team at the end of the 2022 season. And he went over to Ferrari. Now, um, Alfa Romeo Salba um, did have a bit of a connection to Ferrari for a little while. Um some of their junior drivers went from uh, Alfa Romeo or at the time Sauer to Ferrari and who were kind of part of the Ferrari Academy um, most notably Police Charles Leclerc in recent years so Fred has actually worked with Charles Leclerc before um, from what we can see it seems like it could be a very exciting partnership um, with Fred Vassar moving to Ferrari um but we will have to wait and see apparently there's also been some changes with their strategy so it it could be interesting uh to see how ferrari do i'm hoping 
they have learnt from their mistakes. Um, and at the end of 2022 season, um, it was announced that Mattia Bonotto would not be continuing as team principal for Ferrari, which is why Fred has, has gone over. Apparently, Ferrari also um, approached Andreas Seidel to, take the, uh, to take on the role, but obviously he's now going to be CEO of the Sauber Group. Um, I think Fred Vassar could be a very interesting uh, move for Ferrari. I think it could work quite well. Uh, so far, from what I can see, it seems like quite a good fit. So we'll have to see. Um, we won't be seeing Mattia Bonotto on the grid necessarily this year. Um, reports say that he's actually on gardening leave for the year. So... Um, you know, we won't really see him, but potentially in 2024, we could see him in, a, in another role um, at another team or perhaps in, a, in another um, area of motorsport, um, which would be would be interesting to see. But we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait for that. OK, this is this is part where I mentioned we're doing a bit, of, a bit of jumping around because we've kind of linked all of all of the links now, um, if that makes any sense. But um, I'm going to talk about Aston Martin because you know, it was actually Sebastian Vettel's retirement that essentially kicked off the silly season in 2022 for the drivers. And then we had a mini silly season for, you know, team principals. Um, And shortly after Seb announced his retirement, Fernando Alonso told the world that he would be going to Aston Martin for the 2023 season. Uh, That's the only change for Aston this year. Um... And then following on from Alonso's departure uh, from Alpine, we have Pierre Gasly leaving AlphaTauri to join Esteban Ocon at Alpine. So we have like a full French team, which I think is quite interesting and quite good. Um, Pierre's decided to leave Red Bull behind him, which I think is a good move for him. I just hope the Alpine is more reliable. Uh, so to be able to see how how good they are as a pairing Um, obviously a lot of people have spoken about uh, the little bit of tension that there used to be between Ocon and Gasly I don't really know the ins and outs of it Uh, apparently they said it's all in the past like move on so we're moving on (laughs) we're letting them be but um i think it will be very interesting to see gasly and ocon paired up and i just hope the car is reliable because i think if they play it right it could be a very interesting pairing indeed now we talked about pierre gasly leaving alfatari we need to talk about who's going to step in for gasly at alfatari now that is going to nick devries um now, Nick DeVries uh, is actually the first time in a little while that Altari's had a driver that's not come from the Red Bull Academy join the ranks. So, like, Yuki Tsunoda was part of the Red Bull Academy. Um, Gasly, Red Bull Academy, Alex Albon, Max Verstappen. So, a lot of these drivers who have raced for... Um, Aftari, then either go on to Red Bull or another team. Um, they've all come through the Red Bull Academy, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting that they decided that they're not going to go that that route this year. Um, but Nick DeVries is uh, a face we've seen on in the paddock 
um, for a little while like I mentioned I have done a whole podcast about the rookies so if you want to know a bit more about them then check that one out that's why I'm being a bit brief and a bit like shady about it I suppose because I've, I've, I've done a separate separate podcast all about that um next let's talk about Haas which essentially completes all of the changes for the 2023 season um so at the end of 2022 season we saw that Haas and Mick Schumacher will be passing Rays and they've decided to replace him with Nico Hulkenberg now Hulkenberg has been away from the main driving seat in Formula One since 2019 um, he did step in for Perez and Stroll respectively in 2020 at Racing Point when they both contracted COVID at different times throughout the season. Um, and he actually did very impressive uh, performances uh, in the Racing Point uh, for the team and therefore kind of been a reserve driver for Aston Martin ever since then because of his impressive performance. Um, his best overall finish within the Formula One, so like full driver standing performance was seventh in 2018 with Renault um, but uh, he's also competed in other uh, most sport events uh, previously being part of the winning Porsche team at the 24 hours of Le Mans so you know he is a driver of many talents but he's not actually run a, a race so it'd be interesting to see uh if you will be able to do that and what Haas can pull out of the bag. Okay, and then finally, because we've not talked about them because there's not really been any crazy major changes, but we might as well talk about Mercedes and Red Bull. Why not? Um, so like I mentioned, they do not have any major changes to their team this year, as opposed to James Vols is leaving um, Mercedes to go to Williams. So that is a bit of a change but like on the front of it the drivers and team principal nothing nothing is changing however they do both have new third drivers so the third drivers are also known as test and reserve drivers and they will typically help the team and the drivers improve the car throughout the season now one of the things they do quite a bit of work on is like the simulator to to, to help with that um they would also do promotional events um, for the team so all of that good stuff sometimes you would also you will also see them maybe do a free practice every now and again um but it's not all the time but mostly simulation promotional just to kind of help keep improving the car throughout the season um, the third driver will also step in should one of the drivers not be able to race one weekend. Um, like I just mentioned with Nico Hulkenberg, did for Racing Point. We saw Nick DeVries step in um, last year for Williams and Alex Albon couldn't race. We saw Hulkenberg again last year um, step in for Seb at the beginning of the year so you know it is possible that a third driver will at some stage need to step in for for whatever reason um now they have quite big names joining them which is i i think kind of worthwhile mentioning um mercedes has mick schumacher as their new reserve driver as nick devries has moved over to alpha towery so a really big name and we have seen him in quite a few promotional shots 
um, which is really nice to see. Uh, I think Mick is a really good um, part of the team for Mercedes. And also it still has like that link to his dad because Michael Schumacher was racing alongside Nico Rosberg when Mercedes announced their return to the sport. So it's it's quite nice to have that little that little link. And then Daniel Ricardo is back with Red Bull as their third driver. Um, again, another person who we've seen do a lot of promotional work recently um, with the team. Um, I would say, like, I think out of some of the other teams that have, that have a third driver, probably a Mercedes and a Red Bull is uh, a third driver role that has a lot of weight to it they are you know two of the best teams on on the grid um and i think when you look at some of the reserve drivers and test or third or however we call them drivers in the past um it has allowed them to kind of go on to you know better and bigger like well not necessarily bigger but to go on and have have a seat in in formula one again and i think with with this year as well, well, 2022 season, I suppose, not really this year anymore, but um, you can see how like one change, like a retirement um, or somebody leaving, you know, a team, how quickly the tables can turn and, you know, seats you thought were safe, aren't safe. Like you think about it, looking at Gasly, he said he was going to say Alpha Tauri. Next thing you know, because of the silly season, he's now at Alpine. I think you know, with Formula One is very unpredictable, um, and you never know where in a season or two someone could be. Um, a lot of people have also suggested um, that the reasoning why Red Bull might also bring back Daniel Ricciardo um, as a third driver is to almost after last year's a bit of tension between Max Stappen and Sergio Perez is it almost a way to be like well we can replace you if you kind of don't pick up to speed or if there's a massive falling out which you know isn't the nicest but also you know Red Bull are known for being a little bit more like we want results and we expect we expect them so would it be a surprise? I don't know. Um, but that's just a suggestion that I've seen some people make. But for that, we'll have to we'll have to see how the rest of the season goes. But that is it. That's pretty much all of the changes you need to be aware of for the 2023 season. There's quite a few because how crazy silly season was. But I hope that gives you a little bit of a refresh or if you're watching Formula One, this is your first full season of watching Formula One. I hope it gives you a bit of an understanding. I will link in the description uh, links to the Formula One website, um, Sky Sports F1, because they have really good driver and team profiles. So if you want to know a little bit more in depth about each team and each driver, um, that will give you a little bit more of an understanding. Um, and also, like I said, if you want to know a bit more about the rookies, I talk about Oscar Piastri. Logan Sargent and Nick DeVries in my 2023 Rookies episode, which is going out around the same sort of time as this one. So you'll be able to go straight in and listen to that one as well. Um, but thank you so much for listening. 
Bahrain is happening imminently. I'm so excited. I can't wait for the new season to start. I'll be back with race rundowns. Um, so we can chat through everything that happens in a race. We can like be like, oh my God, that was crazy. Or, oh, didn't see that coming um, throughout the season. Um, I'm hopefully going to have some different types of episodes. I really want to finish my history of Formula One um, and want to keep up a bit with news so I can talk to you guys about uh, different things that have happened in the Formula One world. Um, I also am hoping uh, to do a bit of an episode slash maybe some other formal content because I will be going to Goodwood Festival of Speed this year which is super exciting so I'm hoping to get some like podcasts or like like I said like Instagram or TikTok content so that will be like July so keep your eyes peeled for that I know it's a couple months away but let's mention it now so I can uh, remind myself in months to come but like I said, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm so glad we're back for season two. And I can't wait for the 2023 season. So until next time, have a great rest of the week. I hope the Barberry race is chef's kiss. Amazing. So we can start the, the season off with a bang. But until next week, have a good one. And I'll see you then. Bye.